Welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. Valuable insights on all aspects related to investing in the complex and highly fragmented municipal bond market. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Muni360 podcast from New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. In a municipal market that is highly complex, from public policy to market technicals, we're excited to bring you another podcast focusing on current municipal themes and strategies for clients to consider. I'm happy to be joined today by Bob DeMella, directly from our trading desk in Los Angeles. Bob is co-head and co-CIO of Mackay Municipal Managers, while also focusing on investment-grade strategies from a portfolio management perspective. So let's jump right in, Bob. Great to have you with us today on Muni360 Podcast. In January, we announced our top five municipal market insights for 2022. As a reminder to our audience, these are our macro views, but also themes that we implement in the portfolios we manage. Since many would agree that the world has evolved significantly over the last 24 months, so has the municipal market. The overarching theme for our insights is embrace change. We've certainly seen that materialize so far, and looking at the first quarter, municipals were down between six and a quarter to around eight and a half, much like other areas of fixed income. So, Bob, I'll ask you, what are some of the key drivers we've seen year to date? Uh, thanks, Chris. So, some of the key drivers from a macro sense are what all the asset classes were trying to deal with. To put it all in perspective, first, though, as you pointed out, the municipal marketplace had the worst start of the year since the early 1980s. As a matter of fact, March alone, the losses in March racked up were almost as bad as what we saw in March of 2020 in the initial stages of the pandemic. So this was a significant adjustment in the municipal marketplace in absolute rates. As far as the outlook from a macro perspective, it really started at the beginning year with the Federal Reserve. Investors in all asset classes were trying to assess exactly how fast they were going to taper, when and how aggressive they were going to pivot to the tightening bias, and then ultimately finishing up with exactly what they were going to do with their balance sheet. And so this made a huge adjustment in absolute rates, interest rate adjustment in the all fixed income markets. And then in particular, the municipal marketplace had to grapple with this as we saw a huge shift from really, really strong technicals flows into the municipal marketplace last year to flows out of the marketplace very, very quickly. And this was largely a big technical shift. It was a liquidity shift. Clients with a great deal of uncertainty in the landscape in the marketplace, add on top of it inflation, oil, and the conflict in the Ukraine, clients just wanted to get into cash. And so basically they were selling. It really didn't matter if you were in a uh, one to 10 laddered portfolio that was down five and a half percent, investment grade mutual funds that were down roughly six, six and a half, or investment grade portfolio or high yield funds that were down similar amounts. It was just a liquidity function that clients just literally wanted to raise cash and get ultra defensive. Great. Thanks, Bob. And, and as you point out, no surprise that all eyes have been on the Fed and rates. Uh, I'll just say that Mackay Municipal Managers does not make rate calls or duration bets in the portfolios. We take more of a, a neutral posture. But at the same time, the Fed is telegraphing with a more aggressive tone. So with that in mind, how does the team account for this? And do we think future rate moves are already factored in to the sell-off we've seen on a year-to-date basis? 
Yeah, as you had highlighted, we don't try to call rates because it's either impossible to do or really, really, really hard to do in the fixed income world. And we're relative value active money managers. We believe we add alpha over the benchmark in certain other ways with basically being rate agnostic. We certainly have a little bit of a view. We put that into the portfolios. To us, instead of just trying to be absolute in where the rate market is going, we try to look at the yield curve as an example and try to determine what the shape of the yield curve is going to do. As an example, for the last couple of years, we've had a flattening bias on our portfolios, meaning we thought the high-grade intermediate part of the municipal yield curve was the worst area to be in. And so we've had an underweight there and we had almost a barbell strategy. That has helped significantly as high-grade intermediate municipal bonds have performed very, very poorly for clients for over a year now. And so that doesn't take a duration or an interest rate view bet. It's more of a yield curve bet. And that's one of the different strategies that we implement here in Mackay Municipal Managers in our portfolios to mitigate some of that, just like trying to purely try to time the marketplace from a rate perspective. As far as like the pricing and how much is in the marketplace today, clearly we're under a lot of technical pressure. The ratios have gone, as an example, on the long end from 75% ratios, that is percentage of high-grade munis over AAA treasuries, from 75% to about 100%. And so there's a lot of weakness priced into the marketplace through negative liquidity, negative technicals in our marketplace. That gives us some comfort that, you know, at least from a relative value perspective, again, being rate agnostic, not sure where rates are, that munis are an attractive place on a relative basis within the fixed income world. So that's really how we focus, especially in times like this kind of market. Thanks, Bob. Great perspectives. And another topic on the macro side is an inverted yield curve, which leads to questions around a possible recession in the future. How do we think about that at Makai Municipal Managers and how should investors you know, keep that in perspective? They should definitely keep a perspective on it. It's been one of the more powerful historical tools on determining if the economy is going to have problems. And it's never a moment in time. It's always a forward looking type of instrument. We think clients should kind of pay particular attention to it. It also has, again, getting back to it, an impact on the shape of the yield curve, what the Federal is going to do about it. As a matter of fact, the concern about the inverted curve, in our opinion, I think caused the Federal Reserve to pivot it aggressively a couple of weeks ago to talk about their balance sheet. To talking about the balance sheet allowed that inversion to reverse. And you've got uh, in excess of a 20 basis point curve differential between twos and tens today. And so they were paying particular attention to it as well, as investors should. It really is more of a yield curve position story more than anything else for clients. And I think that's important. That's what we're doing here at Mackay Municipal Managers to kind of counteract it. Great. And, you know, while we've seen kind of a pretty large and parallel move year to date in the municipal market and other fixed income asset classes, in our insights, we talk about our view that we should you know, see municipals as an inflation hedge over time. Are we seeing any sign of that in the early part of this year? Well, you're not really seeing it in the index returns, but you are seeing it in the actual underlying credit of the municipal marketplace. So the fundamentals are still strong. The economy is still growing and therefore revenue collection that state and local governments are still there. However, in times like this, the technicals can overpower fundamentals. 
the investor universe in many times sees the weakness and says, oh, municipal credits have to be doing worse. Well, that's not exactly the case. And so we pay particular attention to this at times when the technicals are really strong, outperforming the fundamentals. That's why we start talking about the resiliency of the municipal marketplace, sectors you want to own versus sectors you do not want to own. We talked about a little bit of this in our insights this year. We talked about it a lot last year about the resiliency of the municipal marketplace. So you really have to dissect the two kind of pressures that the marketplace can come under. Technicals are temporary, have a high degree of mean reversion to happen as soon as that telling pressure abates and the demand kind of seeps back into the marketplace. Or is it fundamental? Do you have a long-term fundamental credit problem facing the municipal marketplace? which right now we do not believe that is the case. Maybe as a follow-up, Bob, is there an example of maybe a sector that is well aligned that you could see as an inflation hedge in the future? You know, the types of credits that do serve as an inflation hedge over time, in our opinion. Well, we wrote this a little bit in our insights about the inflation hedge impact of the municipal marketplace. And look no further than the largest revenue streams at the state level, that is sales tax collections. These are nominal-based fees, taxes that get on all products that are purchased and sold within the state. And as the nominal rate of those, the inflation-adjusted higher rates on these products increase, so do the sales tax collections. And you've seen that over the last couple of years as these tax collection revenues have increased. A second one, and it's more impactful on local general obligation bonds, is property taxes. The value of real estate virtually from coast to coast has been rising substantially for the last several years, and therefore property tax collections are very, very strong. This is what we talk about as far as some of the inflation hedge properties of the municipal marketplace, as opposed to the the corporate fixed income world. That's really helpful, Bob. And, And maybe next we can dig a little bit deeper into the first quarter of this year, observations as it relates to the municipal just municipal portfolios in general. And if we look at, for example, you know, yield curve positioning, structure, credit, and liquidity, ha- have there been better places to be versus not on a year-to-date basis? Yeah. So again, the technicals have pressured virtually the entire marketplace. I mean, if you're in a one to 10 laddered portfolio, again, you lost more than 5% in the first quarter as well, similar to like an active mutual fund uh, in the investment grade in the high yield space. So the numbers are significantly negative without question, but there are pockets of places that did better than others. The yield curve definitely flattened. The worst part is that like three to eight year part of the yield curve where we saw rates climb nearly 150 basis points year to date. Inside of two years hung in very well. Why? Because they don't really have a duration aspect to them. And as rates continue rising, those portfolios are readjusting their income streams at a faster rate. So they held in rather well. What also held in well, and we wrote about this in our insights, structure matters. 5% defensively structured bonds held in much better than, as an example, long 30-year 3% coupon bonds, which structurally have a problem, duration extension risk and other issues there. And so some of those bonds came under significantly greater pressure than, say, a a 5% coupon did. And the other part of the aspect of it, and whatever this happens in the marketplace, you have to be very, very cognizant of this. When redemptions hit specifically in the mutual fund complexes, those mutual funds have to sell what is largely their most liquid securities first. The more esoteric, non-rated bonds really don't come out because the liquid bonds, they can sell at a certain discount. Going into these more esoteric credits, in order to sell those bonds, you really have to go deeper into it. And so 
ironically, it's the more liquid securities that actually come under pressure most. Now, that's only a temporary type of shift. Eventually, the lower investment grade, the non-rated securities get tested eventually from a fundamental credit cycle or just from a liquidity perspective. And so you have to be careful of the nuances between that. And in the first quarter, you can see a little bit of that playing out. Thanks for that background, Bob. Appreciate it. Let's pivot into municipal credit. How would you describe the municipal credit landscape so far this year and what impact it's had, if any, so far? So from a fundamental outlook, again, we're still, I would categorize the outlook from a credit perspective as good to very good. And you've been seeing that play out in the last couple of years. We've been writing about it in our insights. We are starting to pay attention to the budgets that are rolling out right now at the individual states. What we do not want to see is those state capitals, the legislature, start approving expensive, repeatable expenses that are going to be hard to maintain should the economy do slow down. Those more pragmatic state legislatures that avoid that right now, even though they do have the surpluses in cash balances now, we're paying particular attention to. And I think that's important. We're also looking at, listen, inflation can hurt you as well, right? Inflation from an expense perspective increases labor and cost of goods are for state and local governments. We're paying attention to that as well to make sure it's not too detrimental going forward from a fundamental credit perspective as well. And so right now, the fundamentals are still strong. Technicals are overpowering it. But these are some of the credit events and areas of the fundamental credit outlook that we're looking at. Great. That helps keep it in perspective for investors. And McKay Municipal Managers often talks about the importance of understanding public policy in the political landscape in our marketplace. Uh, what are some of the key issues of the day that we're watching? So one of the policies that is still playing out, and everybody's been talking about it for a couple of years now, and it's important, especially with regards to the marketplace, is infrastructure. We're paying particular attention to it because with regards to how this rolls out, both at the federal level and the state level, there has to be a greater understanding of climate and its impact on the municipal marketplace most notably with water and sewer and as another example of the electric power grid, exactly how climate is impacting that and the sustainability and the resiliency of some of those type of systems. We're also looking in the healthcare space, some weaker credits in the healthcare space throughout the country, especially since COVID, were helped through COVID funding. That COVID funding is changing, drying up and disappearing. And that could pressure some of the weaker credits in the space including like standalone or smaller, weaker credit hospital systems or smaller sectors like proton therapy in the municipal marketplace that are going to have a hard time because the revenue streams are just not there. And so you do have to pay particular attention to this in the municipal marketplace as far as kind of like where we're going overall. And lastly, from a future policy perspective, I would say the midterm election is something we're paying particular attention to most notably the races for the governorships throughout the country, what platforms and what policies they want to start implementing at the state level, what's important to them and its impact on the municipal marketplace, I think is going to play out to a greater degree as we go into the fall. Great. Next topic we're going to talk about is Puerto Rico. You know, certainly one of the more popular topics to talk about in the municipal market over the last almost 10 years. And we've been very vocal about the opportunities set and our insights In essence, in our insights this year, we're basically saying we're close to the ninth inning 
with the restructuring? And maybe you can just give our audience an update on that and just give us a sense if there's still some opportunity in that space. Yeah. So the Puerto Rico restructuring is largely playing out the way we anticipated. We wrote about this briefly in our, in our third insight in the municipal marketplace year to date. The Puerto Rico restructuring, which we thought we were going to get both geos and prepas by the middle of the year, was going to propel high yield to outperform investment grade. And as I've already mentioned, high yield has not outperformed. It's basically fallen in line with it. The technicals have outperformed, outpowered the fundamentals. But you did have the geo restructuring last month. That had new accrual bonds go into the indices. We're already seeing new buyers enter that space because they are, at the end of the day, attractive income accruals. And we anticipate that's going to continue. One thing that didn't necessarily materialize the way we thought is that those new dollars that were deposited into high yield municipal bond funds, if you already own GOs, you got a big chunk of cash as well. A lot of that cash didn't really come automatically right back into the high yield marketplace. Why? Because they were used to offset some of the redemptions and then the technical weakness we saw year to date. Lastly, what we thought was going to be the PREPA, the Electric Power Authority restructuring, is getting delayed. And so we think the large portion of the Puerto Rico trade is behind us right now. You'll see some incremental flows into and out of the trade as you're, again, getting the bonds back into the indices. But we're now we're going to have to wait for the second round of it, the Electric Power Authority bonds, probably sometime later this year. Great. Thanks for the background, Bob. And you know, looking at the landscape in general, approximately 75% roughly of our market is comprised of individual retail investors. I think we can agree that with that comes behavioral finance, emotion, and knee-jerk reactions. And probably this year, some fear around fixed income in general, given the rate environment. With all that as a backdrop, how would you provide investors with some perspective on this dislocation relative to the many others we've had since roughly 08, let's say? We've done a lot of white papers and research papers on this, right? We call it the seismic shifts in the municipal marketplace, especially since 2008. Now, even prior to that, the municipal marketplace was always technical in nature as well. But it's been exceptionally so since the financial crisis of 2008. And for no reason, other reason is that the banks, the capital markets groups have literally not deployed any capital. They've reduced it significantly to not only our marketplace, but others. But it's have a significant impact on our marketplace because as you're dropping down the committed capital from these capital markets groups and these banks, you've also had a measured increase in more liquid portfolios in the municipal marketplace. Bonds that are actually more readily available for sale than in prior years. And so that mismatch causes a liquidity squeeze at times. It's not normal day to day, but it's when you go through these little shifts that we call in the marketplace. The first quarter and right now today, we would categorize that as one of those. And it's normal see it is to, again, getting back to that, those technical temporary impairments versus fundamental permanent types they tend to have more of a rebound reversion trade. And I'm not trying to be absolute rate conscious of it. I'm just talking about relative differences in the fixed income marketplaces. Whenever ratios come this elevated because of the technical pressure, it normally tends to be a good buying opportunity on a relative basis. We get crossover buyers coming in. You never know when it's going to ultimately reverse, but you're looking at really strong, solid credits in the municipal marketplace and you've had a significant adjustment. What was largely a 2% world in the municipal marketplace is rapidly approaching a 4%. And so that's a huge increase in the adjustment of income 
that we've seen playing out and that I think clients should really be cognizant of, of how big of an adjustment that we've gone through recently. It certainly has been a big adjustment. You know, over the years, we've, we've met many clients who have taken historically more of a passive buy and hold approach to investing, whether it's a ladder portfolio or a separately managed account. And I guess the question is, what would your message be to those clients that are really looking for and seeking alternate approaches to that? I'd say it's reasonable to have a certain amount of a municipal bond portfolio embedded in those traditional core buy and hold strategies. It sleeps safe at night. It, it gives clients great comfort in knowing, you know, where their dollars are. With the adjustments in the yield curve today, they're more reasonably priced than they have been in years. So, you know, we're not alarming clients that they have to move out of it because their income versus duration risk that they took on for many, many years was, in our opinion, kind of misguided and off-based. But it's reasonable to have a portion of it. However, if you take a step back, and this is our job at Mackay Municipal Managers, we look at the municipal marketplace through a total return active lens. Why? Because it's an inefficient marketplace and it can be done. And so adding some type of active strategies you get yield curve diversification, you get credit diversification and active strategies. We bring that up because in our opinion, total return over the long term is more important than just simply yield. That's an important characteristics and differentiation that we try to bring to the table to clients because at the end of the day, five, 10 years down the road, that active total return strategy is more important in our opinion than just focusing on yield, where you can kind of get caught from a buy and hold perspective when you just focus on the yield. That's great, Bob. Very helpful. And to wrap it up, clearly the municipal marketplace is very complex. The case for active management has never been stronger. You know, your insights have been really very, very helpful for our audience. Before I let you go, are there any parting thoughts you'd like to share for our listeners today? You know, it's important to take a step back and look at the absolute yields. I already talked about how much higher income accruals are today than they were at the beginning of the year. And when clients start looking at that, it start to look compelling. These type of marketplace, listen, you're, we're active going into it. We're really active in the midst of it. We're harvesting losses for clients as best we can with still maintaining the relative value structure of the portfolios. That helps us increase the distribution yields in the portfolios for clients. We're changing the portfolio. I talked about the yield curve changes that we're doing, the coupon structure changes and qualitying up the, of the portfolios at the same time. These really matter and they don't really show up when you're still under the technical pressure, right? Relative value active strategies don't work in that type of environment. But when the dust settles, that's when the active strategies, we believe, at least from a historical perspective, start showing up. And so that's why our team right now is even more active than we have been on behalf of our clients, because we believe that's going to be the important distinction from an active perspective uh, versus our benchmarks over time. That wraps up this episode of Muni360 Podcast with New York Life Investments. I'm Chris Roberti with Mackay Municipal Managers. Please be sure to subscribe and look out for new episodes. We appreciate you rating the show and leaving a review so we can spread these insights to as many as possible. Thanks for listening. 
Municipal bond risks include the ability of the issuer to repay the obligation, the relative lack of information about certain issuers, and the possibility of future tax and legislative changes, which could affect the market for and value of municipal securities. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher rated securities. Investing in below investment grade securities may carry a greater risk of non-payment of interest or principal than higher rated securities. Past performance is no guarantee of future results, which will vary. All investments are subject to market risk and will fluctuate in value. Diversification does not assure a profit or protect against loss in a declining market. Active management is the use of a human element, such as a single manager, co-managers, or a team of managers to actively manage a fund's portfolio. Active management strategies typically have higher fees than passive management. Alpha measures a fund's risk-adjusted performance and is expressed as an annualized percentage. Credit spread reflects the difference in yield between a treasury and corporate bond of the same maturity. Duration is a measure of the sensitivity of the price of a bond to a change in interest rates. Interest rate risk is the potential that a change in overall interest rates will reduce the value of a bond. This material contains the opinions of the Mackay Municipal Managers Team of Mackay Shields, LLC, but not necessarily those of Mackay Shields, LLC. The opinions expressed herein are subject to change without notice. This material is distributed for informational purposes only. Forecasts, estimates, and opinions contained herein should not be considered as investment advice or a recommendation of any particular security, strategy, or investment product. Information contained herein has been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but not guaranteed. Any forward-looking statements speak only as of the date they are made, and Mackay Shields assumes no duty and does not undertake to update forward looking statements. The strategies discussed are strictly for illustrative and educational purposes and are not a recommendation, offer, or solicitation to buy or sell any securities or to adopt any investment strategy. There is no guarantee that any strategies discussed will be effective. Neither New York Life Insurance Company nor its affiliates or representatives provide tax, legal, or accounting advice. Please contact your own professionals. Mackay Municipal Managers is a team of portfolio managers at Mackay Shields. Mackay Shields is 100% owned by NYLIM Holdings, which is wholly owned by New York Life Insurance Company. Not all products and services provided by Mackay Shields may be available to all investors, limited by applicable laws and regulations in certain jurisdictions. No part of this material may be reproduced in any form or referred to in any other publication without the express written permission of Mackay Shields. New York Life Investments is both a service mark and the common trade name of certain investment advisors affiliated with New York Life Insurance Company. Municipal market returns quoted are for the year-to-date period as of March 31, 2022, and represent the Bloomberg Municipal Bond Index, which returned negative 6.23%. The Bloomberg Municipal High Yield Index, which returned negative 6.53%, and the Bloomberg Taxable Municipal Index, which returned negative 8.28%. The Bloomberg Municipal Bond Index is considered representative of the broad market for investment-grade, tax-exempt bonds with a maturity of at least one year. Bonds subject to the alternative minimum tax or with floating or zero coupons are excluded. The Bloomberg High Yield Municipal Index covers the high-yield portion of the USD-denominated, long-term, tax-exempt bond market. The index has four main sectors, state and local general obligation bonds, insured bonds, and pre-refunded bonds. The Bloomberg Taxable Municipal Bond Index is a rules-based, marker-value-weighted index engineered for the long-term, taxable bond market. Index results assume the reinvestment of all capital gain and dividend distributions. An investment cannot be made directly into an index. Past performance is not indicative of future results. An inverted yield curve occurs when short-term debt instruments have higher yields than long-term instruments of the same credit risk profile. The percentage of retail investors in the municipal market is sourced from SIFMA, U.S. Municipal Securities Holders, as of Q3, 2021. The reference to the curve differential is referring to the difference in rates between two-year and 10-year treasuries. GEOs. General obligation bonds are municipal bonds backed solely by the credit and taxing power of the issuing jurisdiction rather than the revenue from a given project. PREPA. Puerto Rico Electric Power Authority bonds are revenue bonds payable from the authority's net revenues that come from charges for electrical services. 